Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wonky Cast. On this week's show, we are chatting with Scott Baker and Morgan Loria, uh, who have this week set up and launched a new Kickstarter project to fund a feature film called Fifth Passenger, which is a sci-fi horror movie featuring a lot of the cast of Star Trek Voyager. Just before we get into that, uh, just to let you know that we've added forums onto the website this week. So if you go along there, you can now sign up and register for an account and join in the conversation there. And keep an eye out on the site over the next couple of weeks because we'll be adding event calendar functionality to it. So you can sign up to what events you're attending and plan meetups and get-togethers, etc. So yeah, get yourself over there and check them out. Until then, here's myself, Morgan and Scott, talking about Fifth Passenger. Enjoy. Great cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we have. We'll, we'll bring it in now. So uh, yes. Thanks very much for taking some time out to chat to me, guys. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we're here basically to talk about uh, Fifth Passenger, which is uh, a new project that you guys launched uh, a Kickstarter for uh, in the last week or so. So uh, can you tell me a bit about the project? Uh, yeah. It's uh, It's only been running a couple of days now, and I think you were already nearly a quarter of the way to your targets already. Okay, yeah, we're on day four officially, and we're uh, 25% of the way. Um, it's really, really exciting. And um, in addition to everything that Scott said, we also got, we also got access to these, um, these really great sets, and so we just really felt like the time was now, and, uh, and that 
it was all kind of coming together. So it just, it seemed like the right time to do it. And we're all really, really excited. And we brought on this amazing co-producer, Ryan T. Huss, and it seems like it's all coming together. And, and it's just been so positive. Like I love connecting with these fans and these people in, in the UK and Germany and everyone's just coming forward. And it's, it's really exciting. And I, I can't wait to bring this story to life for everyone and share it with all of these amazing people I've met so far. Yeah, we, we were talking just before you came on uh, about kind of how uh, how kind of zealous the Star Trek fans are in that they they will just go out and support anything that the, these actors are doing. Uh, do, do you think that's what's kind of contributed to the, the the kind of big start to the project that this has had? Oh, absolutely, I, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the great things you know about this project is is that we have all these great actors that you recognize from from you know voyager and next generation and the star trek films and then doug jones who you know you say doug jones and a lot of people don't don't know who that is or you saw in their face and they don't know but you know he was pan and pan's labyrinth uh abe saving and hellboy the, the silver surfer and the fantastic four movie and he's in falling skies yeah he, right he's now. he's done some amazing stuff and i'm really looking forward to seeing him acting as him in something because uh, yeah when, when you posted it out the other day on your facebook page and you were saying you might not recognize the guy i was like it could be doug jones it was like yeah it is yay <laughs> <laughs> you guessed yeah, right. yeah i did yeah, yeah. yeah. i was, I was very know, pleased he's he's <laughs> He's absolutely the nicest guy like I've met in the business, um, and yeah, the so like you know with him, you know the role that we have for him is he's sort of this Elon Musk character, you know, like the guy who started Tesla and everything like that. He's this, he's he's like the the inventor um, mogul kind of guy, um, and so yeah, he's not he's not going to be wearing any fancy makeup or being a, a you know a rubber suit or anything like that. Um, and, and that's and that's what like overall with, with the Star Trek actors that we have with um, you know Tim Russ and Marina Sirtis and you know Robert Picardo is you know we're uh, we're putting them in these roles that's that's different than who they were in the Star Trek shows. Um, you know it's not like we're just you know taking the ears off of Tuvok and you know putting him in in, in our movie. It's a uh, you know these these are. Um, you know, we feel opportunity for for the actors to to you know to play something different, and then in the same fashion, it's it's an opportunity for the fans to see these actors play in something different. You know, uh, one of the things I thought was awesome, I, I've been watching the Orange Is the New Black show, and to see Kate Mulgrew on yeah. there as you know as as you know she's she's still this strong you know feminine you know. Uh, uh, model in this in, in the show but it's, it's different than who she was on on voyager especially going from like you know the spaceship to the prison you know it's, it's a whole different thing um and so that, that's that's the kind of stuff you know we we like and, and are trying to do with our film yeah red's an awesome character in orange is the new black she's great in that um was that kind of something that you wanted to do from the outset was getting kind of well-known actors who are known for playing a particular type of thing and then giving them something that's like completely out of the box was that was that an intentional thing well you know it's interesting because when we're writing the script i mean you know you see these actors in one particular light but what you don't realize is how much more they have in their canon hmm. and i think what really happened was um there was a certain quality and, and Scott saw that quality in these actors and this quality 
is these characters. I mean, we're all many types of people, and, and so we're just bringing out a different quality um, that's always been there, but maybe they haven't been given this role to show that quality. And so I, I can't wait to see all of them in it and, and to see what they do with these roles. And um, I think it'll be really, really interesting. Yeah, because I mean, there are some historically interesting roles that some of them will play. I think Robert Picardo, the one that strikes the one that strikes me that he used to do. I think I'm right on this. Was he was Meg Mucklebones in Legend? If you remember Legend, he was the yeah, yeah. yeah he was the kind of witch thing that pops up out of the water and attacks Tom Cruise. I think that was Robert Picardo. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, I love Legend. Yeah, you oh, it's an so amazing funny. movie. Sorry, I'm, I, it's like Sunday morning, and I, it's, I'm a little slow Sunday mornings. But oh. yes, absolutely, and, and it's so funny because that's one of my most favorite Tom Cruise movies of all time. And I remember watching that as a kid, and that character terrified me. That was the most terrifying <laughs> character um, I had ever seen. Like, you know, I, it's the type of thing where you're literally holding your hands up to your face and peeking through your fingers because I, I couldn't watch it as a child. Um, but yeah, I was greatly influenced by that movie, and... Tim Curry is great in that movie. That's just an, an incredible movie all around. Um, it's fantastic. I didn't realize that until um, you know I saw somebody post about that 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 was him. Yeah, because um, I think oh sorry, a weird thing about that movie is that there's two completely different versions of it with two completely different soundtracks. There's one. Uh, that, I know. And, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say there's the one that's the Tangerine Dream soundtrack, and then there's another one with a composer who I think is Jerry Goldsmith did the the composed version and they're very very different cuts of the film as well yeah it's it's amazing how how much they change with that and, and like different voices and everything like they did dubbing over um i forget the actor's name but like in a totally different voice and it changes it entirely it's, yeah. it's really interesting yeah. um i like them both really to be honest I mean, I, i'm, I'm hard incredible. pushed to decide which one i prefer yeah, I know. I, I, I'll take them both. <laughs> Did you know that they created that whole forest? Like, that forest was, like, the leaves were, like, glued onto those trees, and, and that was all made in a studio. Blows wow. my mind. That, that is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Cool. Okay, sorry, that was a brief digression into legend there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were saying that uh, you, 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 you came to the idea of doing the Kickstarter because you took it to the studios. Um, so you said that they, they, the studios at this point, they're, they're not interested in financing new original ideas yeah it, it's you know it's it's partially that you know how the how the industry has changed um you know they they, they, they don't want to take a gamble on something you know they, they want a safe bet they want something that already has the, the proven fan base and and things like that um you know and, and they want to see you know they want to see that you have brad pitt or or some A-list actor attached to your project, and that—that's the only way people are going to want to see it. Hmm. Um, and oh, but, there, but there's but there's lots of indie filmmakers out making making original ideas. Um, and so you know, we just said, you know, why not us? Why why do we have to be you know chasing around uh, guys in suits to to allow us to make our movie? Let's just find a way to make the movie ourselves. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I think it's amazing that in this day and age, you can literally approach a fan base directly and say, hey, help us make this. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's actually, I mean, it's almost like going back to the original spirit of filmmaking, you know, back um, when we started doing it at the, the turn of the, the century, um, you know, 114 years ago, or when there was just this exciting passion of this new technology and this 
new form of expression and people just would make things because they had the cameras and they didn't ask for a yes from somebody. They, they had a story they wanted to tell and then they made it and then they found a way to get it to people. And I feel like we're really experiencing that same kind of renaissance now. It's, it's where we don't, we, we can talk directly to the fans and the fans, we can give them what they want because we have access to them. And so let's do that because it's happening and it's exciting and, and it's possible, so we should, and we don't really need that middleman because of the way distribution is now, you know, because of, of Amazon and iTunes and Netflix, like we can access these people and give them a great product that looks incredible and we don't have to wait for permission. So I think it, I think it's exciting and I feel like we're all really lucky to have this technology at our fingertips at this particular moment in time. Yeah, I think it's a very, very interesting time because uh, there are so many different diverse projects kicking around on. Because I mean, there's, yeah. there's the Kickstarter platform, there's Indiegogo, there's, there's a couple of others that are kicking around. And I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that I've funded on there. There's like comic books and books and music and albums and films. That, that... Games. Yeah, ga yeah. yeah, well, yeah, games. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm wait that, that's the one I've been waiting on the longest. There's a game that I funded nearly two years ago and it's still not out yet. I can't oh. wait for it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's really exciting too. What in that regard that these crowdfunding platforms, because you know you buy a game and and they're they're expensive, and maybe you buy it from Germany or England, and you don't know if it's good. Mm. But you know you can go to Kickstarter and you can invest in this like totally new um, item, and then it's not that much of a risk. There's less of a risk there, and you're supporting someone. Maybe they'll turn out a really good game, and then mm. they'll make another one, and then you know it's, I just think it's exciting, like. We're funding this creativity directly. It's like right at our fingertips. And, and we're saying and, and what I, we want. Yeah, and I, I love the fact that like, with things like Kickstarter and so forth, when you're pledging your support to them, you can buy in at various different levels that allow you to also input into the kind of creative process as well. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that I find a lot with uh, people I've spoken to about Kickstarters they, when they're setting them up. Generally speaking, it's, it's difficult kind of coming up with the package of what you're going to offer at the various different levels. I mean, how, how was that process for you coming up with the different things to offer? Oh, gosh, it was so difficult because, you know, we were really excited about and really spent a lot of time like I'm researching a lot of other Kickstarter pages. I've uh, personally, I don't know any Vigogo and Kickstarter pages and projects I've supported, but I have, I have a lot of friends so i feel like at least once a month i'm giving you know 15 dollars projects or five sometimes because there's so many of them i love it you know because i'm i'm so excited that i have all these friends so i've been really researching this whole process i guess for several years now but doing it yourself i had no idea it's so difficult because you really want to give something that people will be excited about and um but you have to be careful because at the same time it's if you give them too much, then you're actually not making any money at all because the Kickstarter take between Kickstarter and the credit card company, they take about 10%, and then you have to give about 10% for perks. You have to, um, you know, calculate that. Back. So you don't know, you don't get the amount that you are yeah. pledging that your your goal. You know, you get a fraction of that. You get about percent of that, 75, 80 percent of that. Yeah. So we were really trying to give something exciting that people would love, but um, but just to make sure that we were being careful about it too. So. Yeah, because th th there are a lot of interesting perks in amongst all of that. What 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 were the ones that you, that you think are the most interesting that you're offering as perks? Um, well, I think 
I think the the personal, uh, like the production assistant one is so interesting because, you know, if you've ever been curious about how films are made or uh, you've never been on set or you just love these Star Trek actors, like you can donate and you can be with us for a full week. And, you know, these are, you know, nine hour days that we'll be together and, and working on this together. It's like an opportunity to come on board with us and like literally make this happen. And, and being on set is an incredible experience. I don't know if you've ever done it, but uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, like, I made a film a few years ago, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's intense, but it's great yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know exactly what it's like, and everyone gets so close, and um, you know, in the best, you see people like laughing all the time, and you make jokes, and you know, watch people work, and I always just marvel at at watching everyone um, in the process of, of doing whatever their particular job is. And I always learn a lot too. And so I think that's a great perk because you're doing it with us. And, and, um, and I also think, um, we listed the uniforms, like the costumes that we're going to be using. Um, I think that's a really exciting perk too, because they're going to be actually used in the film and we're going to have the actors autograph it. Um, so you can have this actual artifact from the film. That's cool. Um, but you know, honestly, I think, you know, whatever whatever people are excited about is, is what they should do, and and hopefully there's enough there for them. And stuff. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think that I, that's the perk that kind of jumped out for me. I thought that one looked amazing. Oh, uh, I think I think the I think the one that is uh, having lunch with me is the most exciting <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm actually going to probably purchase that perk because I really yeah, like having yeah, lunch with I, I, Yeah, and and I and I I just won't do it for free anymore. So <laughs> I know. He's gotten really kind of high in the last couple of days. Ever since we launched this Kickstarter, he's been unruly. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so uh, assuming that everything goes well with the Kickstarter, it all gets funded, what what are the kind of next steps? When 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 will filming start? Um, well, you know, we uh, our, our plan is for December. We, we have a block of days um, that that we're looking to start shooting. Um, you know, part of it is going to be working with the schedules of, of of the actors, you know, because they're they're all all actors, and um, like you know, Doug Jones, he's right now he's on he's in Canada working on Falling Skies, and um, you know they they go to the start conventions, which is that you know we we couldn't we couldn't ask them to have to skip because that's just part of you know part of what they do. Yeah, I think um, I think I know, met Manu very briefly at uh, at a convention over here about a year and a half ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, we would we would hate to to deny the, any of their fans the opportunity to see them. Um, so you know we have um, you know schedules to work around and things like that. But um, yeah, so uh, the the block of film. I think what Scott was going to say is that we have this um, this block in December that we're planning on shooting, and sure. um, depending on schedules is when is when we're going to shoot. Okay, cool. And so uh, then, obviously, the period of of post production after that, and kind of what when would uh, when would you be looking at kind of uh, releasing it? Well, um, if all goes as planned, um, and we actually, so we actually for the Kickstarter, we put it at sixty five thousand as our goal, but we actually need about twice as much to film uh, the, all principal photography. So we really actually need about one hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah. Um. So. We will shoot the first, there's a couple phases because the majority of the story takes place on the escape pod. 
But then there's some other scenes like on the mothership and on the new planet, Hesperides. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're calling this phase one, which is the pod, and then phase two, which is all the other stuff. So if we make this 65,000, we'll film phase one. And that's about 75% of the film. So that's a majority of the film. Um, we might have to do another Kickstarter to do phase two. In that case, we'll have to take it from there. But if all goes as planned, Simon, um, and we get it in the can by the end of January, depending on post, which I, we should probably give about a year, we're looking at late 2015 okay, is cool. my guess. All right. But, you know, I mean, you know, these movies, especially sci-fi movies, because there'll be some green screen. And, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of um, – so it'll. we should probably give it a, a year. So we're yeah, hoping sure. – what we really want is late 2015 – um, yeah. So almost really like possibly a year from now, we could be all sitting down together and watching this film. Yeah. Um, so will you, will you be doing stretch goals on the Kickstarter as well then if it, uh, if it hits kind of that level, obviously, if it, yeah, if it kind of takes ab- off and, and gets you the amount that you actually need? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's the goal. Because um, cause it's amazing. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm looking at the budget. I'm like, where is all this money going? But you have to remember like, we have crew and you have to feed crew yeah. when they're on set and our cast and um 90% of and, budget goes on living expenses and food. Yeah, yeah. So it really does add up and um we're really lucky in that, you know, we have a lot of equipment already and um but you know, we have to make costumes and there's of course the alien we have to make mm, and indeed the fun stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff I love and um so it really adds up and um but it I think we really have a good chance here. And, and if we, and like I said, if we just make our initial goal, then we'll film most of the movie. Um, but we'll have to probably go back and either go to some other investors or go back to our uh, amazing fans and, and work it out. Cool. I forgot to mention, you know, uh, Scott spoke about his journey on this, but what really, I think what is really important about this story is it's not just that we have a really great sci-fi, but there's a really strong female lead and okay. i don't know about you but as a woman or just as a, a person like i i really love movies with strong female leads and, the, um, yeah, i mean the, the, there has been uh, over the last few years it started getting gradually to the point where there, there are more and more strong female leads and I'm, I'm seeing that a lot in in a lot of the campaigns that are coming up at the moment did you see the the campaign for the steampunk one hullabaloo no, I haven't yet, it's but I looked that up. It's it's an animated one, and it's steampunk, and again, that's a strong female lead who's a she's a scientist and an inventor and stuff, and it's all. I I, I love that more people are doing that now. They're kind of that. Uh, I I think Joss Whedon will be very very happy because people will stop asking him why he writes female strong female leads again, um, because the more people that do that now, the more commonplace it becomes, the more fantastic yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So that's what I just wanted to say. That's what yeah, initially sure. drew, drew me to this story because I, I I can't agree more. I think it's so important and it's interesting and um and that's kind of where we first saw it was in sci-fi, don't you think? Like sci-fi really gave us that. Absolutely. That... I mean, if you look back at aliens and stuff like that, where you start getting those those characters coming through mm-hmm. that are strong and intelligent and and they have opinions and mm. um yeah. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's still taking the the kind of major studios. It's still taking them a while to come around to putting faith in a in a, in a in a female lead movie, which is why at the moment we're still not seeing the kind of female fronted right. Marvel movies or superhero movies or things like that. Whereas totally. they should they should just do them. 
I know, I know. And it's so funny because you bring this up and people are like, well, the Hunger Games. Mm. What about the Hunger Games? Mm. And I'm like, yes, the Hunger Games, that's great. But if you actually look at the numbers of like female roles versus male roles, it's something like women make up 25% of the roles in all major films. Yeah. Um, and, and then the numbers for female writers and female directors are even smaller. It's, it's unbelievable. So I think the more of that, I think, I think you're right. It's just this way of, of shifting it. I think we've um, just got so, Scott coming back in again. I think he's still there. Hello. Hello. You're back, sir. Hey, yeah. I found Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, we were, we were just about wrapping up there. So, so it's good you came up. We, we were just talking about, um, the, 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 the how Morgan came to this because she was uh, had the, the the concept of the strong female lead was very attractive yeah. prospect in the film. Um, is, is yeah, that, yeah. Is that something that was that something that you actually set out to do from the outset again? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, you know, like I, I said, one of, one of my big inspirations was was Alien, and and I love I love the Ripley character, mm. um, and and I think you know for me. Whenever I'm doing any project, I like I like to turn things around. I like to twist things up. I like to give the audience something that that they're used to. And um, you know, you know, one of the things about about Hollywood films is it's very white male centered. Um, yeah. And that's just that's just a that's just a you know a, a consequence of kind of the way things are in, in America right now you know have been for the last couple hundred years yeah and um so so you know i i wanted to have female characters i wanted to have characters that were of, of different ethnicities and and um different different backgrounds and 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 people that that you know hollywood doesn't doesn't normally feature um you know so so prominently and and for, for the female character i think it's you know i i didn't want i didn't want the damsel in distress mm. kind of character you know, where, where she's she's always waiting for, for men to save her from problems and things like that. You know, I wanted yeah. I wanted somebody who was who was gonna take charge and who was gonna who was gonna do what she wanted to do and do what she needed to do to survive and, and that's ultimately what this film is about. It's about, you know, her struggle to survive and um you know, it's it's about it's about everybody's struggle to survive, you know, in, in the larger sense, but in, you know, the the micro sense it, it, it's about her and her her um struggle to survive in in space sure. and in this male dominated world because because it that's within the story there's there is still this um you know patriarchal society that's that's um you know somewhat racist and somewhat um anti-women still you yeah. know and, and and that i thought was, was something interesting to explore because i think you know even in the future you know people are still going to have you know, they're still going to be racist, and then and they're still going to be, you know, uh, you know, misogynist, and you know, things like this. It's it's gonna it's gonna continue to be something that I think is just part of you know being human or whatever that is uh, gonna gonna always be with us. Sure. Okay. Well, so uh, thank you very much, both of you, for taking your time out for to chat to me about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. thank you so so much for having us. It's and been really lovely. Good and... luck with the rest of the Kickstarter. Hope it all goes well, and uh, hoping that. Uh, well, once once it's all filmed and everything, hopefully we'll uh, get back and uh, catch up with you then. Yeah, that would be yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you again, Simon. It's been no really worries lovely. at all. Have a lovely day, guys.
fake. Fucking gun!